0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Amanda Holmes. She is the CEO of Chet Holmes International, a company she took over at the age of 24, not long after the death of her father, Chet Holmes. So Amanda, thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, John.
0: So... uh as I we were talking uh, off air, um, I actually had Chet on when uh, the Ultimate Sales Machine uh, book came out, uh, so this has been at least a decade ago, I guess. Uh, what huh. year did that come out?
1: Uh, um, it's been seven years.
0: Seven years. Okay. So, Not quite uh, a decade. Okay. <laughs> I've just been doing <laughs> this for a long time. I, uh, but uh, uh, it, one of the things I remember distinctly from that interview was that, uh, that, that in his opinion, uh, you know, even though it was called the ultimate sales machine, he didn't think it was a sales book at all, um, <laughs> because it really, obviously, as as you know quite well, it uh, it got it gets into a lot of areas. Um, but it, uh, um, he said, his publisher was dead set on that being a, a, a title that would sell better, so uh, so he went with it.
1: Oh, how funny! So do you I, have that interview? I would I, love to hear that.
0: I do have that interview. I'll uh, dig it up for you. But uh, what 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 was um. I think nice about <clears throat> and 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 I think he would certainly agree he probably did on the on the show uh, if uh, when you listen to it but uh, you know we share a lot of the same ideas I mean I had been saying for a long time that a revolutionary idea that marketing was a system and that uh, that you had to have strategy before tactics and I know that that's a, a big part of the methodology that uh, that he taught and that you still uh, continue to teach. Yes. So l- let's talk a little bit about um your coming into this business. So um you were, I think, I read in your, your bio, you were a music major in college. Um, and uh, in fact, there's some there's some video around the web that uh, oh, you can find of no. you singing <laughs> uh, in uh, uh, various uh, formats uh, and settings. But but so, how did you come to decide to take over your father's company? I mean, obviously, um, you were given that opportunity for you know very sad reasons. But um, but how did that how did that come about for you?
1: Ah, uh, wow, well, I always grew up with my father's biggest thing was Do what you love, just do what you love one of his m- one of my favorite quotes of him is um the one with the most passion wins yeah. and so he uh he really supported me in anything I wanted to do, so I said. Let's shoot for the moon, you know let's let's be a singer and uh change the masses change the world with positive stories and 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 beautiful lyrics and um and then when my father got ill, I got really into alternative medicine and I wanted to find a cure for him hmm. and then um after he passed. I had a really hard time grappling with the idea of taking over the business because he was so big about doing only what you love and I'm sitting here going, well this is a very large company with a lot of people that you know, I, right before this I was living in an ashram in Asia teaching meditation. So I was like I I think I want to go back to meditation. I, right. I want to take this over. And what really what what really sold me, John, was our clients, was our raving fans. We have freaking raving fans, people that we have changed their life. My father's methodology has changed their life. I mean, every other day I hear another story. Somebody that went from 250000 to $1.2 in two years, mm-hmm. um, increasing $700 million in two years, uh, Increasing doubling sales in eight months. I mean, this doesn't happen in the real world (laughs) it's like what we're able to create is really making people's dreams come alive and when I started to find out about business owners and and their skill sets and realizing that they have really beautiful gifts in what they provide their services and their products but sometimes they just don't know how to market it or to sell it they're just really good at their product and i happen to i can't even help myself i have to market and sell it's just who it's just in my veins and so it 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 started to flow more and more as i listened and i was very quiet for quite a long time and um and just uh, more and more, my heart grew for our clients and, and and my employees, and I just said, you know what? I have to take this thing over. I just I'm bursting at the seams to talk about this and to make sure that people it really lands for them what they need to do in their business.
0: Well, you know, it almost sounds like you um, love doing this.
1: <laughs> How crazy is that?
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this though: uh, a- another attribute that was probably pretty well known by the people that worked for your father was that, you know, persistence, hard work, you know, outwork the other person is is one of the ways that you succeed. And how did that idea maybe map with um, maybe some of what you were doing in meditation?
1: Um, what I was doing in meditation? Well,
0: just, just uh, you know, with that would some of the teachings, particularly um, that that are that come from that, um, would they be counter to that idea? You know, of of, you know, instead of of, you know, work your way through it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it might be more yeah. along the lines of you know, let go and.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that I mean, that was another big thing as I felt that if I stepped into the business, it would be like stepping into my father's grave, right? Because I watched him work himself, you know. Obviously, there's other factors that happen there, but I, I do. He, he was definitely a workaholic. I, I'm a workaholic in the sense of the, the first thing that comes first for me is my spiritual journey. So I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. I meditate. Um, I'm, I'm extremely strict about self care and taking care of myself and just becoming the best version of me. And uh when it comes to the business, you know, I I work I I'm constantly working on on being smarter, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to okay, yeah. how many hours in a day do I need to work to accumulate saying yes, I've worked hard enough. Yeah. Um I am very wary of that and I do make sure that I have that balance because I watched my father pass from it. So
0: So was an- <clears throat> initially was there any resistance in this existing company you know The i i can see somebody saying you know what's what's this 24 year old punk gonna <laughs> gonna do in this company uh, was, was there any of that initially with the folks that had been there uh
1: yeah 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 i i mean um at first when i first came in it, people would try to confide in me and tell me things about the business and what i came to find is i started trusting people that Probably shouldn't have been trusted. So I'd hear one story from one person, and then I go to, and then I started realizing that I needed to go to five or eight people in my organization to be able to get the full story because everyone had their own twist on it, and a lot of m- manipulation and just trying to get me on their side. Or hey, I'm looking out for your family. Don't worry. But it really um, wasn't that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still some amazing, beautiful people that helped me out, but there were a lot. A lot of um, gold diggers. If I
0: don't know, if that's the right word. But. <laughs> now, um, uh, and that's that's the reason I asked that question because I can, you know, I could see that being, you know, it, it, I mean, regardless of, of who you were, I mean, anytime somebody new comes in, you know, it's uh, it it, yeah. it can be that can exist. So, um, so how is it, or is it, uh, is Chad Holmes International different today?
1: Yes, <clears throat> yes i uh, I have really focused on what we're great at. Um my father had 12 different companies. We now have 4. Mm. So I cut a lot of things that I just felt were extraneous. Also, I don't know if anybody could really run what my father managed to run. That was <laughs> insanity. He was insane. Uh, nobody nobody could do what he did. So um I, I've really taken it upon myself to say, "Hey, I'm going to further my father's legacy, but I'm going to run this company the way that I want a company to be run." So I took um, our sales process that was offline and I brought it online, uh, incorporating, you know, internet marketing, incorporating lead lead magnets. Uh, I'm a big advocate of lead pages. Uh, and just making sure that our funnel was something that added great value, which was something that my father taught, you know, being strategic. Mm-hmm. It's just updating what he taught into um, all of the different mediums that happen today.
0: So, um, where did, uh, particularly as you mentioned, kind of you, you know, you, you were trying to make it your own, you were feeling your way, you were, you know, weighing different things. Where, where did you go to learn how to run a company? I mean, where did you get your information? How did you uh how did you feel like you because there are there, there certainly are parts of it that you grew up around and understood yeah. and whatnot, but there's there there are technical elements of running a business that you maybe had not been exposed to. <laughs>
1: uh, my CFO- what, was
0: that an understatement of some sort?
1: <laughs> my CFO called it baptism by fire. Yeah. That's Right. <laughs> um, I I would say actually that my biggest inspiration through this whole thing was uh, this is this is something you probably don't hear very often, but I actually study under an Indian guru and uh, she is my spiritual teacher, uh, Guruji Shishi Punamji, and uh, that's where I got. You know, some people say that they get their greatest ideas from like a mentor. I guess she's my mentor. Sure. Um. Uh. In, in the lineage of gurus, uh, so you have a teacher and a teacher and a teacher, her teacher's teacher actually influenced both um, Steve Jobs and um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg just came out, I guess it was like a month ago, that he had come up with the idea of Facebook while sitting in the ashram of my teacher's teacher. <laughs> and and he, the reason why he went there was because when Steve Jobs was trying to figure out what Apple was, he went to this very same ashram and gave him that uh advice. So, um m- first and foremost, really her guidance has been so much for me and then and then the constant meditation. When I'm stuck, I take out my beads that I pray on and I chant <laughs> and then I pray and ask for the answer from above and uh it's maybe a little bit, uh, you know. Of course, there's some things you need to do and research and 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 asking sources and things. But honestly, that's that's where I get my greatest ideas. Yeah.
0: I, no, you're right. I probably haven't had a lot of people on this show say that, but I think that there, <laughs> it's not it's not a it's not a reach in my opinion at all. I mean, I think that uh, um, you know a lot of a lot of the inspiration that people have is something that's inside of them and and I think a lot of uh, you know a good teacher mentor coach whatever we want to call it guru is really just going to reflect what's inside you and I, and I think that you know that's probably there's probably a lot of business people that 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 would benefit from that path you know more than yeah. more than reading the latest you know book on management so you have in Chet Holmes International and this is a, this is actually partly a personal question I mean, I'm pers- personally interested in <laughs> when the have answer. You not, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say all of these questions <laughs> have been personal, but I, I'm, at, I, I'm personally interested in this answer particularly because I have um, I have a, a network of consultants and coaches as well, the, the duct tape marketing network, um, and, I, and um, that's a part of your organization. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about your coaching and, and consulting network. But my, but I want to start off with. Um, how do you define the difference between a consultant and a coach? Because I, I've I've been asked that many many times, and I'd love to hear your your distinction.
1: You know, that is that's an interesting thing because you know the coaches uh, coach you through what you should do. The clients should. Um, get coaching around it but not necessarily do it for them whereas the consultants do it for them. However, I'm really trying to bridge a bit of that gap because we're living in this world of templates. This templated society where they want an email template. They want a sales script template. Right now I'm working on a template to um, build a template of a core story which we've never really done before. We've given the instructions. We've coached them through it. But I think it's taking that coaching to a next step of – it's a it feels like a piece of consulting because it's handing you, okay, here you go. Here's your sales script. Just fill in the blanks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and, and I think I, I've actually kind of defined that hybrid model as well because I, I do think mm-hmm. that there are very few uh, – particularly since um, we choose and I know that you choose to work with small business owners uh, quite mm-hmm. often. And um, there there is no kind of perfect solution for them because in the end, they want you to do it all for them.
1: <laughs> um, ultimately Always.
0: ultimately, and so a coaching uh, you know even in a coaching environment i think that that there has to be more implementation than them that, that might imply
1: huge you know what i really had a light bulb about this last week because um my father really s- this whole thing was around 12 core competencies and those core competencies were skill sets mm-hmm. and that's why it can last forever so the best buyer strategy, getting your your biggest clients, the ones that buy the most from you the most often, yes, he gave it in a way of this is how you use it with direct mail. But since it's a skill of getting those biggest clients, you refine and you critique it. I'm, I'm doing that skill. I'm refining it on Twitter. Yeah. So I get my partnerships from Twitter all the time. I've had some really great partnerships because of that. And I'm using the same skills. It's just on Twitter. Right. So um, – this learning the skill set and really focusing in on telling the clients, you know, we're working on your skills so that you can take this and run with it. Right. I think that that's a really key distinction that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about.
0: Yeah. And I, I, th- I think that's very important because, you know, it's by the time we're done, you know, t- having this interview and, you know, or later this month or something, sometime, there'll be some whole entire new channel that will come yeah. about that we have to jump in and play in. And I think you're right. It's the, it's not the channels – I mean, they have all their own way of working and whatnot, but it's, it's the way in which you look at them and how you use them to serve your customers or attract new customers. I mean, that, yeah. th- those skills, I think, don't change fundamentally regardless of all this new online stuff that we have.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So ha- can you sort of succinctly um, sum up the, the core kind of point of view of, of the Chet Holmes methodology?
1: You, haven't got, so you much- haven't
0: got that <laughs> down to a five-minute uh, um, or two-minute spiel. Well, all right. So let me ask you this. pick, yeah. pick what What's your favorite tool or concept mm-hmm. that, that you see having a great amount of impact?
1: I've been focusing a lot on our core story education-based marketing concept because – the. Uh, the world is so oversaturated with so many marketing messages and sales messages today. And it's so self-centered. 99% of us go out there, well, not us, you know, but 99% of businesses go out there and say, hey, my product, hey, my service, you should buy me, 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 me. And it, it, we've come to a different age now where you have to be that strategist. Like we were just talking about, you a, slot, a, a, a strategist will always slaughter a tactician. So you're not selling for today, you're selling for forever. So how can you build value? What can you do to educate them? What can you do to figure out what are their pain points and how can you solve them? Whether or not it has to do with your product or service. It's about, I come from that place of service and how can I bring that service to my clients so that they're making the world a better place so that maybe sales doesn't isn't so much of a dirty word in this new generation of, hey, you know what? Sales is actually education, and marketing is about understanding the buying criteria, understanding the market, the product, the service, whatever it may be, so that they come to, an, to a logical conclusion, and if you've done your job right, that logical conclusion should lead them to your product.
0: Well, and I, I think one of the things that's really a challenge, particularly in this content marketing uh, world, is that, that you know, everybody is producing content that – or so many people are producing content that even if it's educational, it's, it's, it's focused on the person that's already decided to buy that product or service. And I, I think the challenge is to start building a tribe or, or a community or trust before people you know, ever even think about your product or service as, as the solution, and, and that can be really challenging.
1: Yeah. I, I also have to say that I feel that content marketing, a lot of business owners that I talk to, you know, a, a doctor that has three offices, um, a manufacturer that that manufactures paper. Um, they, they they say to me, you know, I need Facebook. I need a blog. But they have no idea why or what they're doing. They just hear, you know, sure. word on the street is I should have a Facebook. Yeah. So they're not even thinking about the strategy behind it. Why are you doing this? What, where are you leading them? There should always be that call to action. There should always be some kind of flow that brings them into your world. Yeah.
0: So um, you have a, um, um, first off, uh, if people want to find out more about what we're talking about today, it's, uh, Ch- I should have it right here, but it's Chet Holmes yeah, International you, you, or?
1: You can just go to chetholmes.com. Chet we we, we have a free training going on right now. If you go to sales.com, people can access that.
0: Um, another great. Uh, you have a download, uh, the ultimate how to build the ultimate business in an hour a week. I think that gives yeah. a, that gives a pretty good thorough overview of the the Chet Holmes, Chet Holmes method, I believe as well.
1: Yes. yes it
0: so, Amanda, thanks for joining us today. It was great catching up with you, and uh, I will uh, in, in the show notes for this, I'll, uh, I'll also dig up uh, the interview that I did with uh, Chat, and we'll we'll publish those kind of side by side and, uh, oh, and see I how would they love hold up. That. <laughs>
1: right. I would love that.
0: It was great getting to meet you and Chat, and uh, best of luck and uh, maybe we'll see you out there on the road.
1: Sounds good. Thank you, John.